Hello, my name is Mark Thompson, your guide aboard the Constellation Station podcast. Tune in every Monday for your weekly guide to all things going on in the skies above the UK that week. From meteor showers to comets and eclipses to supernova explosions, I will have it all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from. But until then, let's hope for some clear skies. Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It is that time of the week again. I make it my favourite time of the week because we're going to learn this is Baffled. My name's Dan. Every week we come together and we share like six facts and we decide whether they're worth remembering or if they are worth utterly forgetting. Uh, And talking of remembering, actually, this week... I got something about why you really can't remember why you went upstairs. Also about a mad McDonald's idea and an incredible way of getting prime acting in your movie. Connor joins us. What do you got? Uh, Yeah, we're going to learn. Did you say then, Dan? We're going to learn. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll learn in this like half hour or so whether it's retained is is, is up to you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about BP and their logo. Uh, something about animating and a big old animation job that kind of blew my mind and Stephen Baldwin and his love for a certain Disney show. It's all coming up. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What I really enjoy, so m- many podcasts were talking about BP, right? British Petroleum might uncover uh, what's really going on in the business world with oil, with petrol, with gas, what's happening. You, uh, us around here, they got a lovely logo, don't they? They do have a yeah. nice old logo. Yeah, got a nice little logo fact. To be fair, I've done a little bit of research today. Uh, today. Today. Yes, before we recorded on the third fact that I needed. And I was struggling to find a good one. And I was looking at like famous brands and I wanted to get into that world and see if there was any good facts. And this one stood out. This is a good one. I was like, that is completely ridiculous. And the reason I wanted to share it as well is because I'd like to get your opinion on it, Dan, and why you think it is what it is, because it is kind of mind-blowing. Okay. Well, I'm very excited for that. Um, i got to say... Are you really excited? Are you actually, or are you just saying that? Well, I'm excited because you've like properly enticed me. I want your opinion, Dan. I want to know what you think about this. I'm, I'm mm. you know... I'm I'm a, I'm a sucker. I'm really easygoing for things like that. I got to mm. say, I'm a little bit disappointed. You've come back off your holiday, and um, I was expecting 
like loads more Instagramming from you. I mean, there was a bit. It was touch and go. Mm. When we went to New York, I couldn't, you couldn't bloody move for it. We just walking down Times Square, Connor had his phone out, take a picture of me doing this. Da, 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 da. All well and good. I was, I was expecting more. We had a couple of nice cars and a few oysters. Yeah, no, I had a real, uh, I had a real little turn off moment. It was nice. It was ten day uh, in be in the beach, you know, feet up in the sea. Loved it. A little bit of gambas peel peel on the Insta, and that's about it. Ten days for a holiday? That's bold. Yeah, ten days. I didn't want to do seven. I wanted to do ten, and it was yeah. I would say by the ninth day, I was ready to go home. So there's only so much Spanish oil you could put inside you. <laughs> so so seven would have been useful, really. Yeah, probably seven would have been just about right. There you go. <laughs> we learn. We live, and we learn. And that's what we're here to do. Uh, remember, you could always get in touch. It's uh, info at baffledpod.com. If you head to the website as well, baffledpod.com, you can say hello, drop us facts and everything there. Let's get cracking then. Connor, what's your first fact of the show? Uh, well, let's start with the BP one then. We've been speaking about it. Uh, BP once forked out. I'm going to ask you actually, how much for their logo redesign? Go on, just roughly. Go on. What do you reckon? Logo redesign, can I, BP. Can I ask when it was? Uh, I don't know the year. I don't know the year. Great. So I've got to factor in a lot here because they're a big company, right? They're, 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 yeah. they're, not, go- they're not going on Fiverr and charging old Dan from Shoreditch to whip it up in 10 minutes. That's what I mean. I reckon 200 grand. No, more, probably more. 500 grand. 500 grand. Yeah. 211 million. It's too much money, isn't it? It's completely insane. Completely what insane. What did it go from and what did it what has it arrived at? So the original BP logo was literally BP. If you remember it if you think of it now, it's got like the star, hasn't it? It's almost like a little sort of star logo and then BP's oh, yeah. next to it. It um, looks like a flower. That, it looks like a flower, the new logo. Yeah, and that redesign was two hundred and eleven million. It's comp- like how? I mean, they've been completely screwed over. If they've gone for a little freelance third-party company for that and they're coming in at $211 million for the job, that's crazy. Well, allegedly, it's the colours of the Helios, which is named after the Greek god of sun. So the colours suggest heat, light, and nature, which, to be fair, they do. So if you've yes. never seen it before, it looks like, a, I guess, a flower made up of diamonds and it goes from a yellow innard to a darker green on the outside but like here's the thing often well, on the show bit more quick quickly though before you get into it there's a little bit more to that logo as well because they changed it to having that there to represent the brand's renewed environmental awareness and green growth strategy there we go sorry i researched that bit so i wanted to get it in cheers anyway dang go on <laughs> uh, i don't know how green it is spending 200 million pounds on a logo by the way um uh, what's like wild is quite often on the show, uh, when we talk about science-y stuff, you'll say, what's the point? Have a day off. There was no point in this. Like, there's something similar here. It's like, you've got too much money. If you if you can pay that much, like, have, have a day off of it. Imagine being the guys in the marketing firm that were paid to come up with this. And how, much, how much do you reckon we can charge? I don't know. 200, 200 million. Why not? Well, I mean, you heard... You heard a few minutes ago how much trouble I had coming up with a figure. You could do anything. There's a little bit of like a breakdown that people have got. Um, to, to what extent this is true, I don't know. But people said that the whole rebrand itself was 211 million. And they broke it down to apparently the logo design itself was 5.7 million within that. I don't believe that. I believe the redesign was the logo. 
They've done a very, very small change as well from British Petroleum to Beyond Petroleum. And that was like something that they wanted to do. And I don't even know what it stands for. But the 211 million was on this whole new redesign with the breakdown of being apparently just shy of six for the logo. No, mate, you got ripped off. It cost you 211 million for a, for a new logo. And I can tell you it's not been worthwhile because I thought BP still counted for British Petroleum. Off the top of my head, I can't tell you what the logo means. So, and no one cares. Like the only time I think of them is when I'm driving my car and I, I need fuel. I'm like, where's the service stop? What's the one nearest to me? I ain't seeking out a BP. Oh, that's that. It, their logo could be anything. It could be dead Awful. swans for all I really care. Awful BP standing for beep beep. No, you didn't. Yeah, your little car. Beep beep. You know, beep okay. beep. Beep beep. Beep, 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 beep. You know, it always yeah. sounds the same. Beep, 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 beep. You know, if you do oh. that. And I tell you something, Connor, what you mm. have done there is more useful to them than the 200 million they spent. Like well, exactly. that is more of a, a brand driver. What budget have we got for a logo redesign, you reckon? Um, I don't know, maybe 20 quid. <laughs> How much did we pay the, the guy that came up with the, like, the pink and the blue and the orange? Oh, we didn't. That was just, just done. Bright colours striking in there. Well, there we go. Two hundred million pounds. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of money for a redesign, isn't it? Fair. I tell you what, fair play if you can get it. Fair play, Connor. I want to talk to you about a phenomenon called the doorway effect. The, you know the when doorway, the doorway effect. Now, I know it's. It, this is like an old person thing, right? But do you ever have it when you walk upstairs and you can't remember why you've gone up there? Yeah, I, I yeah, I think maybe less about stairs, but in life, yeah, I definitely have done that before. You go somewhere, do something, you forget the purpose of doing it. Sure. So you go into another room and you can, can't remember why you've gone into that room. Like you knew you yeah. knew there was a point to it. Maybe you were looking for something, but you can't remember it. Well, this is because of something called the doorway effect, which is where your short-term memory declines when you are moving from one location to another. So basically what's happening is how you remember stuff is you bunch. <laughs> I'm looking at Adam who's taking the headphones off. It's made me laugh. <laughs> Done with this old. <laughs> Sorry, Ad. <laughs> right. I know that we're missing anyway. Uh, where was that? <laughs> what happens with your memory is it tends to bunch up in locations. So you remember things around places that you are or places that you've been, like key routines in your life. So, for instance, Connor, you wake up in the morning, you get the train, you go to your uh, work at the radio station, then you come out and you do other stuff. So you remember yeah. things based on that routine of your life. Your brain is very bad at remembering things in your short-term memory when you are moving almost from one location to the other because it's using that time to kind of reset itself. And this okay. is really, no and this is really noticeable when you're moving from one room to another or when you're going upstairs. So quite a lot of the time, if you, if you find yourself heading upstairs, you knew there was a point to why you did it. Like my dad does this all the time. He's always going up and downstairs. He can't remember why he's there. You know, you came up here for a reason, but you can't quite picture what it is. It's because very simply you're, short-term memory has kind of switched itself off and it's using that gap to refresh itself. So that is kind of why you can't remember things when you go from one place to another. It's because of the doorway effect. 
I always, that always occurred with me with going out to the car. You know, when you pop out to your car to get something or, you know, if your partner says, oh, do you mind nipping out? And I always used to forget, always, 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 when I used to leave the house to nip outside to nip back in again, I'd always forget what I was going outside for every bloody time. I feel you as well. I live in a one bedroom flat and I've got loads more stuff. So effectively, my car is not just car, it is like storage unit. So much crap in the boot. And... I do that all the time. I go out there, oh, I need to get something and I can't ever remember what it is. So that happens to mm-hmm. me frequently. Great. That's good as well for the uh, for the price of the property as well, isn't it? You know, probably a little bit yeah. of an increase there. You've got one bedroom, we've got a nice cupboard and a full fiesta out back as well. So <laughs> be my guest. Yeah. Hey, here's an idea if you want to buy in London. If you want space, you will you will need a car to just put everything that you can't fit anywhere. Yeah. What's into that, sir? Your What's car? that? Uh, you've made a little... Little bit of you have two hundred and eighty thousand pounds for a little studio flat. Yeah, yeah. So what's your plan then? You've got a load of gear. Well, I just bought a Jeep, mate. Got it parked yeah. out back. Yeah, you know you can buy my flat, but you will have to buy the Yaris as well. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You will. To- I'll throw the Yaris in for you. Yeah, I bet. I don't worry about it. It's absolutely shocking. I look like one of those. I look like the. the- like one of those kind of lads who, who who has no fixed abode in one of those American films at the moment. Where I'm just kind of driving around. I've got everything in the back with me. I, I look like I should have flower power stickers all over my Yaris and bumpers, <laughs> I mean, and, and bumper stickers because I just like, that's where I have to live. So I'm intrigued. So oh, oh, this is really interesting. So if you stuff that you've got in the flat and then the stuff that you've got in the Yaris, how have you decided what goes in the Yaris and what goes in the flat? Well, the only real planning that there is is the like, outside stuff goes in the Yaris. So your lawnmower, my, ca- <laughs> my camping chair, uh, like walking stuff. Like I, I got a lot of coats in there, things that I might need. Like if I'm going to the the park, for instance, because it's a nice day and I want a camping chair with me, I pass the car en route. The rest of it is a bit of a hodgepodge because it was just what was left over when all the available space in the flat was taken up. So it's just kind of all there gone in go. the Yaris. Oh. i got a wedding suit in there as well at the moment. That's good. And the problem Ooh. is there's quite a lot of, co- not my wedding suit, there's quite a lot of clothing in there because when I'm driving and I get, oh, I kind of sling it in the back seat and that, that's mm. never getting washed. That's so never getting So what area do you live in? What area do you live in in London? I live in Southwest London. Southwest London. What colour is your Yaris? Uh, like blue. Oh, there you go. If you're in Southwest London, you're having a wander around, you see a blue Yaris absolutely piled out the back. Nick yeah. it, you'll get yourself a wedding suit and yeah. a load of outdoor it, gear. If, if you see the car and it looks, if you see a car and it looks like it's on its way to the tip, it's not on the way to the tip. It's just me like living my life. Yeah. Anyway, the doorway effect. That is also it's- called the location updating effect, which is slightly sh- Whenever you can't remember why you've gone somewhere, this is why. What's your next fact, Connor? Uh, I'm going to give you a fact about Stephen Baldwin. Fan of Stephen Baldwin? Do you like his work? Do you like his films? I do not know who he is. You don't know who Stephen Baldwin is? Actual I imagine he's a... <laughs> Sorry, two things here. I imagine he's uh, a Baldwin brother. And also, you can't say you don't know who this guy is and then proceed to title him like he's on Wikipedia. You don't know who Stephen Baldwin is, actor, film producer, born in 1974 in Albany, New York. Are you a fool? Are you a moron? <laughs> well, he's, uh, yeah, he's Alec Baldwin's brother and he was in The Usual Suspects. And uh, basically, he had a Hannah Montana tattoo done back when he was a little bit younger um, because Miley Cyrus was in it. She was 15 and she made a deal with him. She made a little deal with him to say, if you get this tattoo, you can appear 
as a guest on the show and it never happened. But and now he's got a Hannah Montana tattoo on the outside bicep of his bloody arm and it looks... <laughs> that is a bit weird, isn't it? Well, I think the worst bit here as well is Miley Cyrus not taking up her, her end of the deal at 15. Bloody joke. When you're shaking an arm of a 15-year-old only to get done over. Terrible. I ain't getting a tattoo of a 15-year-old on my arm. Well, no, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I think there's probably a concern <laughs> there too. But anyway, yeah, I would probably <laughs> yeah. say not to get a tattoo of a 15-year-old on your arm, Dan, but... What are you yeah, doing in your spare time, lads? Up to you. Move, 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 move on quite swiftly. But so, yeah, to be, so, that's a bit weird. But also, you're being mugged off, right? You have been mugged off there. Oh, do you know what? The, the, the best bit about all of it is because usually, this is what really made me laugh. When you get a tattoo done or you're being like, bet to get a tattoo or you're doing the tattoo for a reason, usually it's your mate doing you over in Ibiza or, you know, you've had a few too many in Magaluf and you've got a tattoo done or you're in Vegas. Not bloody Miley Cyrus at 15 on the Hannah Montana set screwing you over with a tattoo on your arm. I mean that, you'd never get over it. I'd never recover. I guess so. The thing is with tattoos is they do go to a story. Like you do have a story out the back end of it. And But is that a story that you want to share at the time that you were absolutely mugged off by a girl that's probably more than half, under half your age? I just wouldn't tell the story. I would just absolutely rock the Hannah Montana tattoos if I'm just a fan of it. I think it's cooler. Yeah, I've got it. Why? Well, I love it. Why not? Why have you not well, got one? What's your favourite show? Yeah, and if you had a daughter, you would kind of work that into it, right? Hmm. You were kind of be like, oh, well, my daughter, my daughter loves it, and it, this was just a way I could kind of get around it, and and she wanted it, and I thought, oh, why not? You've got a good, um, you've got a good tattoo on your ankle, actually, haven't you, Dan? You've got the uh, <laughs> Harry Potter scar, haven't you, because of your time in Harry Potter? It's not strictly because of that. I've actually been thinking of updating the leg tattoo situation. Oh, you're going to increase the sleeve, are you? So you've got half sleeve at the moment, haven't you, in the form of a lightning bolt just above your ankle. I don't want to, I don't want a sleeve, but I do want other, like, I, I want various things that all mean something to me. Basically, because it then, it makes the Harry Potter one a bit less. I think on its own, it's like, what the fuck is that lightning bolt doing by your ankle? But if you get a few more things, I think it, it makes it more of a, it, it makes you have more of a personality around it, if you understand what I mean. Hold on a minute, and I'm not even joking here. Is the tattoo actually done for Harry Potter? I just said it was the Harry Potter scar. Is that what it is? Yeah, but because I like the books at the time. That is so sh- That is, hands down, one of the worst tattoos. Having been in the film as well, that's really bad, mate. That's no, really, really poor. It's nothing you to do are... with the film. Yeah. Well, well let's have a look at your tattoos. What, what can't, uh, because I was really into the books at the time and I wanted a tattoo. Let's have a go at your tattoos. I well, can't well, say anything got... because one's for a bloody dead granddad or something, innit? You can't no. have a go at that. Why have you got old Betty's name on you? Oh, f- hell, what am I meant to say? Well, mate, I didn't appear in a bloody film and then get the main character's scar toad above me ankle. Weird. Not Weird. about it. Wasn't about the film. Oh, no. Of course, no. No. About the books. It was because I was really into the books at the time and it's on the inside of my ankle because I thought I would get it. I thought it would be funny. And I was thinking about it and I was sat on the toilet. This is genuinely a true story. I was oh. sat on the toilet and I thought, well, I want it to be somewhere where I can look at it every day and think, oh, that was quite funny. And at the time I looked down, so I sat down having a twos. Hold on um, quickly, what, what, what's, funny, what's the funny bit? Like getting a tattoo? Well, it was just like, it was just like a moment, right? That's, that's what all tattoos are. Like no one ever looks at a tattoo and think, really? I mean, you have to get a very special tattoo to look at it and think that looks cool. It's just personally, it, it's like a moment for you. It's you've done it for a reason. And I was in a place where I wanted a tattoo and I was sat on the toilet and I thought, oh, that'd be nice. I get to see that every day. I will remember how I felt in that moment. 
The irony being... What, the, mo- the moment reading the books or having a... Re- reading the books, I think. Right. The, not, the, stupid, it, the, yeah. the stupidity being now, I look at it and think that was, that was a ridiculous moment to recapture. That was a ridiculous moment to Im- immortalise on my skin. So you want, you want to add to the leg? What, what, what other moments? Don't think, know. What, Don't know. Baff, baffled logo? Is that going on? You know? No. Mate, no. We, can, we can hardly bloody sell the merch. I ain't getting a tattoo of myself. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. Fair. What are we talking about? Stephen oh, Hannah Baldwin. Montana. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Baldwin, <laughs> f- famous actor. Famous. Uh, you don't know him. Famous actor producer. You're a fool. Right. Second fact of the show for me. Uh, this is about a mad McDonald's idea. In 1984, McDonald's introduced a burger called the McDLT. Oh, what? Okay. What was very special about this is it was. Made well, it was served to you in a in like a burger packet that had two separate sides to it. One was hot, one was cold, and you were expected to buy the burger and then make it yourself. So you had to put the the warm the cool bun with the hot patty, with the cheese, with the other patty, with the sauce, with the bun. They would come in two separate sides of your burger container, and then you would have to make it yourself. That's completely and utterly pointless. Can you imagine st- stumbling into Liverpool Street Mackies at half past four and you've got to assemble a Big Mac? Chaos. I think Liverpool Street is a train station in London, uh, by the way, and that McDonald's is the apocalypse. If you go there at the wrong time, it is it is carnage. It's full of these poor people who are doing the job, who are just... Because you get you have to pay and then you get your number and then you wait in the queue. And on a Friday night, there are so many people in there, the numbers run up to like the thousands and you've got these poor people like screaming, 1384, 1384, like yelling. It is, honestly, it's, it's, it's the worst place in the world. It's the most sick of hell. Most profitable McDonald's in Europe, that. Just a little extra bonus fact for you. Um, so they they obviously went for a gimmick idea. This isn't it? it's a gimmick to build your own burger. It's rubbish. It's like it's like that. Um, what's the crisps when you put the sea salt in it? Salt and shake is what you're talking about. Yeah. Why do I want to do that? Why do <laughs> so, I want to do that? Why again, do I want to get my hand? I have to put my hand in a greasy bag. Then I get grease up to my wrist because I'm you know right deep in it, trying to get the little salt sachet out to open it. It's a nightmare to open because it's slippery, it's covered in grease. Pour the salt in. The bag, screw up the top, shake it for a ready salty crisp. Pointless. <laughs> it's made for so, kids that are weird. So, so we're getting very niche into uh, like British snacks at this point. But you're absolutely right about the salt and shake because I think the idea of it is that you could put as much salt as you wanted. So if you didn't really want really salty crisps, you could do it to your own preference. No, but no one ever did that. No, just... every, 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 everyone dipped it, tipped in all the salt. I, I'm also with you on Lunchables. So in Britain, maybe they do this over in the States, over in around the world, wherever you're listening as well. You kind of, you could, you had these Lunchables where they had like grotty ham and cheese with the, these little crackers that were meant to be uh, your sandwich, your bread, and you would make your own thing. And they were always awful and, and eaten by absolute wrongs at school because imagine this two thirds two thirds yeah two thirds of your lunch break would have to be making your little bloody stacks of crap cheese and meat the same kid at school that picked his nose and ate it is the same kid that has lunchables and sea salt bag of crisps 100% you know it as well yeah isn't it 
Yeah, um, that kid in no, geography who picks his nose and eats it, he's the same one, mate. He's got the sea salt shaker at lunch, I tell you. So actually, the McDLT, which is a baffling name for it, was discontinued. So it was made, really, because in the 80s, in this time, McDonald's and Burger King were having a huge rivalry. So McDonald's were really trying to make an incredible burger to rival the Whopper. So they came up with a few different ideas, and their main one was actually the Big and Tasty which is still around today. You get the big tasty McDonald's bring that out every few months. Uh, but it, yeah. the reason it was really discontinued is because they moved away from like polystyrene burger packaging and they made it into the cardboard one that we have today. We know the real reason that the DLT was cancelled. It was because Barbara was on Twitter. Oh, Gene, I tell you, what do they expect us to do? I'm touching my steering wheel and then I'm building a burger. You know, the I'm other getting rid of do you know what else the, the, the strange kid who would pick his nose would have? He would have the uh, the plastic containers for Pringles. Do you remember those? Oh, yes, the plastic container for Pringles. So, so yeah. imagine this, imagine this, dear listener, when Connor and I went to school, you could buy... So Pringles are, are crisps and you would buy, get them in these massive tubes. And obviously, if, you only, if your mum only wanted you to take like five to school, you could buy these tiny containers, which were in the shape of a curved Pringle and just kept them safe. And I, I tell you what, they, they were for wrong weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were. And it was also as well the same kid that used to pull the cheese off the cheese string and then put his tongue out like that. <laughs> Deep throat in the cheese string. Hi all, it's TV's Gail Porter here. I am so excited to tell you that I am joining the Paranormal Activity family and will be hosting a number of live podcast recordings across the UK. The first is on the 5th of October at London's haunted Richmond Theatre. Expect terrifying tales, audience interaction and hopefully a spirit or two. If you want to join me and share your own paranormal experiences, get tickets at www.paranormalpod.co.uk. Hello, my name is Mark Thompson, your guide aboard the Constellation Station podcast. Tune in every Monday for your weekly guide to all things going on in the skies above the UK that week. From meteor showers to comets and eclipses to supernova explosions, I will have it all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts from. But until then, let's hope for some clear skies. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, 
they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, you can get in touch with the show. It's info at bafflepod.com. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, if you remember any other foods that Rongans and your school would eat, any disgusting snacks that they would have, any d- truly vile lunchtime practices that the, 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 the smelliest kid in your school uh, did, make sure you send them to us, info at bafflepod.com. Uh, you can also find our TikTok when you're on there too. Uh, it's last fact of the show then, Connor, what you got? Uh, I'm not sure if you've had this one before, but it was too Great. good to not... Perfect. To not use it, so I want to use it because I can't remember it, but it seems familiar. Anyway, the animators who created the pack of balloons in Up actually created every single one. 10,297 balloons individually done. Did we have this before? Yeah, and you did it, but it's fine. It's, 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 oh. it's good. It's good. Fact. I, I, would, I would imagine if you think we've had a fact before, it's because you are the one that's done it because I don't reckon you remember any fact that anyone else has done. No, I do remember one fact. Which one? The toothpaste on the end of a toothbrush is called a nerdle. I read earlier today that not only is it called a nerdle, but two rival toothpaste companies have been back and forth battling each other for years to decide who can use it in their advertising. Yeah, don't worry about my facts. What's this about toothpaste? So, you know, when you see a toothpaste advert and it has that beautiful nerdle that glob of toothpaste yeah. that goes around in the curly way and it is for toothpaste. Li- it, yeah, it looks shockingly inviting for toothpaste, right? It's like a little wave of the liquid on your toothpaste. That's a nerdle. And two um, big toothpaste companies and chemical companies have been like warring for years over who actually has the rights to do that and who has kind of coined the phrase nerdle, which I found out. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It's better so than tell me about, ah, So loads of uh, all the balloons in up were individually animated the thing is with yeah, that indeed. right it's, it's it's impressive but it's not a surprise like that's kind of their job right oh yeah but I guess uh, when you look at it you know 10,297 balloons could just be a copy and paste job and just changing the colour and the shading on it they didn't do that it was the exact outline the balloon shape everything about it it was all individually done and here's the question what was the point when I am looking at that it could have all been copied and pasted I wouldn't know you think it's not you know it's on the screen but I ain't so engrossed in the actual balloons, I'm studying each of those thousands of them and thinking, oh, well, that looks like it was done. They could have copied and pasted and no one would have cared. I thought you, when you said, what was the point? As in like, what was the point in the balloons being in the film? I was like, well, without them, yeah, the film doesn't exist. Bit, yeah, it's literally not called Up, is it? It's not going anywhere. It's just called just House. Just, just the house. <laughs> it's just there with an old yeah. man in it. New from Pixar. <laughs> Come see House. house. Yeah, come see house. But this old man, wife dies, lives on his own. Uh, right. Uh, the, the, the funnest bit of the film is right at the start when they had the little montage looking about their life, then the wife dies and then he just sits around with a break kid kind of pestering him for hours. Yeah. Come yeah. see it. It's all animated. It's all animated and you can watch the also exclusive episodes as well on Disney Plus where we go behind the scenes in the making of the film. I'm addicted to those, by the way. Oh, I tell you yeah, what, the little, the, little, the little series they have about 
why the rides are the way they are, I am all over them. Can't get enough of them on Disney Plus. I tell you, it's before, uh, before the amount of time I've wasted on those. Before we move on now, quickly, because you're on this subject, and I'm sure a lot of people have watched it. Do you know what really bloody irritates me, though? And I'd like to get your take on it. Everyone's happy that works at Disney. I don't believe it. No one's ever sick of it. There they are, walking around their office. Oh, it's the best place to work. We get pizzas for lunch. In these we are in the Pixar. They're all happy. No. I'm telling you right now, Tracy, who was on the episode that I watched, he's sick of it on a Monday. Right, so let's think logically about this. If Tracy is sick of it, she ain't being on the old dock, is she? That <laughs> Disney make, you know what we should do? Let's get a well-rounded view of how horrible it can be to work here on our own documentary that we are making. Tracy, get yourself in there, love. Properly slag us off. That ain't yeah. happening. But also, I know a few people who have worked for Disney, and let me tell you this, they bloody love it. I think... To apply to work for Disney, you have to be those people who love Disney. As in, if they weren't working there, they would be the mums that take their families to it three times a year, and they wear their own they wear their own t shirts that they make, and they wear I'll the mini outfits uh, even though they're thirty eight years old. I tell you, you could have got a job at Disney. We don't speak his name. Yeah, but a guy that we know. Right, last fact of the show. This is also about movies. During the filming of The Shining, Stanley Kubrick made Jack Nicholson, who plays the mental main character, eat cheese sandwiches because he hates them so much. Why? What? I don't really, why? So Jack Nicholson yeah. hates cheese sandwiches. His character yeah. in The Shining of this, is of this dad, this writer, who slowly goes crazy and then tries to kill his family. And to get him into that angry headspace so he would be riled all the time, Stanley Kubrick said that the only thing Jack Nicholson could really eat on set was cheese sandwiches because they were his least favourite foods. So that they would, and that would annoy him so much. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's clever. It is clever. If you want to rile me up, mate, you know what to do. What? Salt and shake crisps? Just give me some camembert. No, your least favourite cheese, is it? Oh, What's going on with camembert? Like it's just... What's the... It's just wet cheese. And then one does this, this like, old camembert is great. Really, if we actually ask that, it isn't. It isn't great. The best cheese is boss, boss on. So also, camembert is a bit like the do-it-yourself foods that we were talking about earlier on, where you actually have to, you know, you can't just pick it up and eat it. You have to you have to do the cutting, you have to do the baking, you have to scoop. It's all a fun and it's dirty, isn't it? It all runs down you. Yeah, honestly, I just don't get it. And everyone gets great with it because apparently they buy a loaf of bread, cut the middle out, put a camembert in it and stick it in the oven. Oh, I've made a great dish. You haven't. You just put a bit of cheese in the middle of a bit of bread and then yeah. put it in the oven with garlic cloves a- coming out of it. Not into giving it. A- give me that. You-, you can already see I'm pissed off. So give me that and you're going to get a real angry kind of on the episode. Giving yourself an heart attack. So what happens at Christmas? You know, you know, over the Christmas break and people come back and they say, oh, I've eaten too much. And it, what always gets me is there is eating too much, right? And then there is there is like having camembert and French bread for like every meal of the day. Like, of course, of course, you shouldn't be doing that. Of course, that's too yeah. much food. Yeah, tell sick of it. Oh, I've had too much caffeine, I tell you. I'm well full up. And there is 100th beer of the day, hands in the camembert, but he's full up. Yeah, so I c- could fit in another one. Anyway, also, very quickly, when you were saying about your salt and shake crisps earlier on, why is it up to your elbow? How deep are you getting in these bags? Well, I'm just saying, sometimes that salt shaker is a little bit at the bottom, isn't it? Well, usually it's at the bottom. You've got to find this blue thing. It's like, oh, God, you know, just completely sick of it. It's mum, like, get them out, you know? Do you know what else the grubby kids at school would do? What? They would eat Watsits and then they would 
suck all the orange cheese dust off their fingers for the next two periods of the day. And I will leave you with that. It's been a busy episode. What have we learned? When you forget things, when you walk into another room, it's pretty much because your brain has stopped itself remembering it. Also, I still don't know who Stephen Baldwin is. And if you ate Lunchables when you were at school, uh, sorry, you're probably absolutely reeked. We will see you next week with a brand new episode of Baffled. Uh, say goodbye, dear Connor. Goodbye. Uh, it's info at baffledpod.com. I'd love to hear from you about what strange kids did at your school during lunchtime. Until then, bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.